Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week we meet the new Vanuatu cricket coach. Fiji's hopes of having a rugby league team play in Australia are given a welcome boost. And Pacific Oceania face a daunting task in the Fed Cup tennis competition. But first, Fiji defended their Hamilton 7s title at the weekend, thrashing the United States 38-0 in the final to usurp the Eagles at the top of the World Series standings. Man of the match, Jerry Tuwai scored twice in the decider, while Captain Kaleone Nasoko, Mali Dirinalangi, Vilamone Botitu and Aminiasi Tuimamba were all named in the tournament dream team. Fiji were also awarded the Mark of Excellence Award for the act of sportsmanship before kick-off in the final, when the players lifted the ball girl high into the air while saying their final prayer. Coach Gareth Baber says the key to their success is maintaining their standards. It's hard work, it's perseverance, uh, it's belief in each other, it's belief in the Lord and the power and the strength that he gives us. Uh, but most of all, it's believing in all the people back in Fiji and this mark of excellence is for all the children that we see so often in Fiji playing around us. Samoa are up to eighth place after securing their best finish of the season so far, despite losing to Scotland in the playoff for fifth place, while Tonga beat Japan and France en route to a 13th place finish in their first World Series tournament for five years. The World Series moves to Sydney this weekend, with Fiji and Papua New Guinea competing in the women's competition. The PNG Peleus coach Paul Titchens says his players have made a lot of progress since qualifying via the Oceania Sevens last year. Had three training camps, two in Port Moresby and, and one in Sydney leading into this tournament. Three week-long training camps and the girls have been training under my strength and conditioning training outside those those time frames as they're only part-time athletes at the moment. And and those those three camps have been obviously been based around getting them conditioned to play the game of Sevens at, at an international level on the world stage and, and obviously structuring our, our attack and our defence in regards to how we want to play the game. So uh, a lot of hard work's been put in over the last last three camps and, and I feel as though we're in a lot better place and a lot better prepared as what we were uh, leading into Oceania. So it's, it's been a good good two to three months and having, I guess, a camp over, over each month has been really beneficial for the girls and, and they've been coming into their high-performance facility in Port Moresby to, uh, to train every day uh, during the week to, to make sure they're at the levels required to, to play the game. And the squad you've selected for this weekend's tournament, how different is it from the Oceanias? And of course, Papua New Guinea also competed in Sydney last year. How different is it from the team that uh, ran out uh, for that World Series event? Uh, there's a lot of uh, the core players returning uh, to, to the side. Uh, unfortunately, we're without uh, Joanne Laguna and uh, Chelsea Garessa. Chelsea is, is injured, but she'll be coming back for Hong Kong. And Joanne Laguna, is, uh, she was unavailable for our training camps leading into this tournament, so it was uh, unavailable for selection. But apart from that, uh, basically nine out of the 13 players have played at, a, at international level for Papua New Guinea. So a relatively experienced side, and, and they've had a taste of uh, what the circuit's like and what it has to offer at this level. So... An experienced side, uh, some, some strong ball runners up front, um, a couple of very good ball players who've got a lot of experience and a good touch background to that, and they understand the game of sevens and how it's played and 
also some um, some very quick quick outside backs that are good finishers. So a consistent team across the board and uh, a bit of experience as well. And uh, it's not exactly an easy beginning, is it? You're playing New Zealand, who are, I guess most would accept are the form and best team in the on the planet at the moment. Yeah, certainly uh, it doesn't get any more challenging than playing New Zealand, uh, the World Series leaders first up and the World Champions and the, the Commonwealth Games Champions. So definitely very challenging. And obviously uh, we've been doing a lot of analysis on New Zealand and, and how we want to play them and they don't have a lot of weaknesses. So it's going to be about doing what we can control and doing the basics well to, to execute a game plan against them. Um, but the good thing is we're going to the tournament as underdogs and there's no real pressure on us to 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 perform, but we are putting pressure on ourselves individually and as a team to perform as best we can and let the result, I guess, take care of itself. And we want to go to, go to this tournament. Our initial goal is to go to this tournament and uh, basically challenge and, and really push some of the core teams and, and hopefully cause some upsets if we can can do the basics well and execute on the day. So very, very challenging group, New Zealand, England, France, but very good experience for our girls, especially moving into the, the big one in Hong Kong in April. That's the Papua New Guinea women's sevens coach, Paul Titchens. The new Vanuatu men's cricket coach says he can't wait to get started in his role and harness the local talent to help them win plenty of matches. Peter Buchanan admits he knew very little about cricket in the Melanesian country when he applied for the roles of high performance manager and national head coach late last year. There was a application I put in oh, months ago and I didn't think too much of it and then prior to Christmas I got an email saying I'd been shortlisted and um, you know was I available to have an interview and I had an interview and then a week later they got back to me and said um, we want you to do the job and then by this stage it's Christmas and then then next minute, Shane goes, well, when can you start? And uh, I said, well, when would you like? He said, the start of Seb. I said, well, I've got commitments in Australia, but work and cricket coaching. But as we got further into it, I've worked out all the, well, not so much the issues, but my personal stuff back home. And, um, yeah, I leave Friday week. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so so when you saw, when you found out the job was advertised, what made you want to apply? I've coached at grade level in Melbourne and, I played at grade level, playing around some pretty elite players and coaches, and you know I've coached in private schools, and I've always I've been rep sides and academies. When I saw the uh, advertisement of you know Vanuatu, you know it's under the ICC banner, head coach, I thought, well, why not? It's a chance to go up the ladder a bit and um, put my name in the in the hat, and bingo, I, I got down in the last three, and I've got lucky enough to get the job. How familiar? Before this, were you with the Vanuatu team and and with cricket in the Pacific? I wasn't that familiar, to be quite honest. I knew I knew, I knew they, you know, obviously had a national side and they are one of the minnow countries in world cricket, but I didn't really know a lot about it, to be quite honest. But um, I'm slowly over the last two or three weeks after talking to Shane, and you know, you get on the on the internet and see what's been going on and who they are and what they've been doing is doesn't take long to work out. There's a fair bit of talent there and it's just a matter of um, keep improving and try and harness it and try and win some games and see how we go. And uh, the chance to, um, you know, test your wares, coach a team at the international level, uh, you know, it, it'll be March 20 um, before you know it and you've got the uh, second round of the uh, T20 World Cup qualifiers in Papua New Guinea and, and then to the Pacific Games in July and, and then uh, the World Cricket Challenge later in the year. So there's a, a few big uh, tournaments coming up. 
there's a lot going on. Um, I'm glad I'm actually getting there at the start of February because it gives me a chance to, you know, four or five weeks of getting to know the players and assessing the players and seeing where they're at and where they need to improve and just get your head around the whole, you know, the whole setup on and off the field because um, once we get into March, we've got a week in Brisbane of training and games and we go obviously to New Guinea for um, tournaments against New Guinea and um, Philippines, I think. So, yeah, it's, it's not a lot of time, but it's going to be exciting. And, uh, and what does this mean on a personal level, Peter? So are you, will you be commuting from Australia? Will you be moving to Vanuatu? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be based in Vanuatu full-time, yeah. I'm on with Pat Malone, so it's all good. I've, I've got um, grown-up girls, and they're um, self-sufficient. So the way I'm situated in my life, it's, uh, it's easy for me to, to live there and do my role. And if I need to come back to Australia, it's, you know, it's only four-and-a-half-hour flights, so, and there's flights every day, so it's pretty easy, really. And I suppose you, you might suddenly find you've got a lot more friends than you even realised you had because uh, an excuse to go and, and go to Vanuatu for a few days and visit your mate Peter, uh, you'll you have people <laughs> knocking on your door perhaps. No, I've, had, I've had a lot of people comment over the last weeks. Once it got, became, um, got out there, when the press release came out, I've had a lot of people say, you know, do you need a drink waiter or do you need a score or you need someone to look after your badge? Plenty of people keen to come over, so yeah, no, it's all good. It's all, it's all exciting, and um, really looking forward to it because um, you know it's it's a real challenge for me, and um, you know going to that next level and try and help this side win twenty twenty games and fifty over games, and yeah, it's exciting. How would you describe your cricketing philosophy? What you know, what, what got you into the game, and uh, how would you describe your approach to cricket as a coach? Uh, what coaching approach or just um, general approach? Bit of, bit of both. I'm pretty easy going. I'm big on trust and um, you know work ethic. I think uh, everything that I've got out of the game was you know I was never given an easy ride. So you know if you're prepared to put the hard yards in and 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 listen and and look to improve and enjoy the game, um, I think uh, you know the result will sort of look after itself. Um, yeah, my philosophy is pretty straightforward. You know, earning the players' trust, getting onto their level because they're all all different types of personalities, a bit more like a father figure type, and um, just just try and work out, because they're all going to be different individuals on what they're good at and what they're not good at, and just try and get them to play their roles. And, you know, if we get more players doing their roles better than the other team, it'll go a long way to um, having some wins. That's the new Vanuatu men's cricket coach, Peter Buchanan. The former Fiji Bati rugby league captain Petro Thivanatheva says the support of the Australian government is a huge boost in their efforts to enter a team in the New South Wales Interest Super Premiership. The Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced the extension of the Pacific Sports Partnership Programme earlier this month to include Fiji, with a high-performance focus on netball and rugby league. The government will contribute funding towards a Fijian bid to compete in the New South Wales Cup, which is one level below the National Rugby League. Ex-Brisbane Broncos Queensland and Kangaroo star Thivana Thiva is leading Fiji's bid team and told Christine Ravoy a locally based side would help expose talent to top-level competition. We wanted to try to create a development pathway for young players in Fiji to play in an Australian rugby league competition. We saw that as a stepping stone and that, uh, I guess, uh, was identified because uh, of the, probably the lack of opportunities for local players 
to, to play in a high-level competition. How long did it take? It's uh, taken a number of years of lobbying to gain the, uh, the interest of uh, New South Wales um, Rugby League. We looked at uh, the, the, the PNG Hunters um, um, model and uh, definitely knew that that was something that we, we could re- re- replicate. It's a matter of just trying to work uh, with the, uh, um, the, I guess, governing body, uh, in-country governing body of Rugby League and Fiji, that's the FNRO. Uh, and understand the, the relationship and garnering the, the uh, support of the, the NRL as well. It was uh, quite a lengthy process. For the last sort of six months, we've worked really hard in that relationship to, to the point where we're all working together and um, we're all committed to seeing this through. So, How much are we talking about here? We, we haven't sort of been informed of the final details, but all indications are from the Australian government. Their support would be a three-year level of support. Um, which would uh, pay for um, the, uh, the travel expenses uh, of the Australian team in and out of Fiji, uh, finding the, uh, the uh, remainder of uh, our expenses, uh, and that would then uh, obviously um, um, qualify for us for the 2020 competition. But obviously, we're we're really positive now that um, you know we've got the, the backing and, and the support of the Australian federal government. What else does this partnership involve? Create this, uh, this this wonderful pathway for our local players um, uh, in Fiji um, to get a, an opportunity to, to play on a big stage, um, being able to open up that door of opportunity um, to young young players in the village who are dreaming big. I think this is really exciting. Um, it's not just support of rugby league. I think he's also um, uh, indicated a, a level of support for uh, for Nepal Fiji, uh, and also to obviously for our our women uh, our rugby league players. Uh, girls and, and, and women finding pathways uh, uh, for them as well. Obviously, the sport is going to be uh, improved in, in many aspects of the game. How do you uh, see this benefiting the Fiji National Rugby League? We are, I guess, one of the stepping stones in that development pathway. So, obviously, they have their school competitions, uh, they have their senior rugby league competition, domestic comps, uh, and uh, the Vodafone Cup being their premier uh, competition. But then after that, um, opportunities have been limited. Now where we come into line in the competition, um, our players, uh, we will identify a squad of 30 players um, and they will be paid as full-time professionals. And so emulating what the TNT Hunters have done, uh, they have set up a full-time training facility, a professional training facility uh, in, in country. And that's what we're aiming to do. So we'll set up uh, in country uh, a training facility where the players can live, work and train as uh, rugby league professionals. So uh, this sort of thing has never been done before in Fiji. That's Petro Thivana speaking with Christine Ravoy. Pacific Oceania face a daunting tie against China in the Fed Cup tennis competition. The regional side are competing in Asia Oceania zone Group 1 for the first time since 2001, after winning promotion last year. The Pacific team face China, Korea and Indonesia in the pool stages in Kazakhstan next week. And team captain Gilles de Guy admits it's a tough ask. This round robin is going to be promoted for the world group, which is the highest stage. Uh, so it's definitely the best stage uh, in Asia, Central Asia and Oceania. Uh, we are going to play, uh, maybe we can discuss that, I'm sure you are aware, uh, like China, you know, and teams are definitely... Uh, on the paper, very, very uh, impressive. Like Zhang, who played uh, and won the the girls' doubles in Australian Open. So it's the type of players that we are going to be uh, 
game. So it's definitely uh, an amazing uh, journey for, for the Pacific Islands players to be at that stage, you know, on a world-class tennis. For the last couple of years, the goal has been to get promoted to Group 1 and you got very close and then finally last year um, they achieved that goal. Um in terms of your players, what has the preparation been like? I know one of the big challenges is that you don't really get any time together typically in between. So, you know, every year you meet up and, and have these tournaments. Uh, um, do you, How do you feel the preparation has been for your players? How, what sort of form are they in? Uh, it's, it's all the girls who are involved uh, for these uh, for these events, the girls who are playing um, on a junior stage or on the adult, uh, on the professional tournaments, uh, I should say, uh, most of the year. So they are definitely involved with tennis and playing competitively uh, all year round. We don't have a team practice, team tennis. Uh, we don't meet uh, so often because we are all spread all over the world for playing uh, all year round. Anyway, it makes also our strength because we are so happy. Um, we are so happy when we can be uh, finally um, together for an event that we are, what looks like... Um, Right during the year, but in fact we are very, very uh, linked and very, very uh, all together. You know, when we have to to play this type of um, this type of event, because we know that it's a privilege for us to to be together. You know, what are the expectations this year? Because as you say, China have three players ranked, I think, in the top 42 in singles, uh, and obviously this is a completely different level of opponent. Uh, I think you've got China, Korea, Indonesia in your pool. So, um, how do you prepare for that? Uh, it has to be a big fight. Uh, we don't know who is going to be there. Also, I'm sure there will be a, a very, very good player. So it's also who is on the, who makes the effort to get there. When you talk about top players, top ranked players, or so we don't know what are the negotiation between their national association and, and themselves. So we will see first who is there on the spot. It's definitely to be, uh, we are outsider or underdog, to be honest. Uh, the format is only one promotion for seven teams with two teams who are going to be relegated. So the goal to answer to your question is definitely to stay there, which is already, uh, if we, if we get at this point for me, it's already, uh, something special, you know. That's the Pacific Oceania Fed Cup tennis captain Gilles de Guy. And that's the world in sport for this week. As always, thank you very much for listening. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.